Are you a professional real estate agent looking to get the competitive edge? Let's face it. The real estate industry is changing, and we're going to show you how to change with it. So stop sending out mailers, cold calling dead leads, or even worse, attending network meetings. Become a modern digital agent with your hosts, Dwayne and Amanda Roberts. So there's several ways for you to handle this in the offer when you're getting the new house for the seller. You know, you've got the listing and now you're trying to find them another house. You could take the reduction on the buy side if that agent hasn't already sliced you. (laughs) And so let's say this is a standard 6% and the listing agent got the listing for 6% and they're going to give you 3% as the buyer's agent. And let's say they're buying another house for $400,000 just to keep the math simple. You can, you know, take a full list and then take the reduction of $10,000 on the buy side. So there's several different ways to slice it. And that's going to give the buyer an advantage when they go to buy the house. So, you know, anytime you can net the seller more money on either side of the transaction, you stand a greater chance of winning. I hope that makes sense to you. Let me just make sure I reiterate that. You have only so much commission on each side of the transaction. And if you're trying to win the listing, you can reduce your commission on the front end, on the listing. If you're trying to win the buy, you're trying to win the house they're buying, you can reduce your commission there as well to make the offer better. That's getting a little bit into the buy side. Again, I did a training on that a couple of weeks ago, a little bit over a month ago. So you can always go back in the group, click on media and find that training. They're all there. Number four, take a reduced commission on the listing itself. And so I've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but money talks. Nobody wants to give money away needlessly. We don't like paying taxes. We don't like losing money. And so when it comes to selling a property, the more money you can make, the better. And honestly, guys, if an agent down the street is reducing their commission down to 4% and they're only giving the buyer's agent 1% or they're splitting it and getting 2%, how about you be the agent that does 4% minus $100? Because people will choose you even if you're saving them $100. So ask them, point blank, ask them, how many other agents have you interviewed? Oh, you've interviewed two. Okay, well, what did they offer you? Just point blank, ask them. Ask them, what did the other agents offer them? You know, ask them, are you the first or last agent that they're interviewing? And whatever it is, beat that offer. If that agent came back and said, Well, I'll list your house for 4%. Okay, well, you list it for 3.75% because 3.75% on something is better than zero on nothing. I mean, think about it. You're going to make something even if you split that with that buyer's agent. Buyer's agents are happy right now to get anything because they're out there writing multiple offers left and right and they're getting rejected and they're not making anything off it. And so if they come across your listing and they get it accepted and you're giving them 1.75 or 2% or what, you know, however that slices out to be, they're happy to get that and they can always get the rest of it from their buyer if they need to. So I will talk a little bit more about that as well. Now, 
You can, number five, you can offer to reimburse the seller for repairs. Because like I said before, this is a huge concern for sellers, especially if they have an older home, especially if their roof or their HVAC or their water heater is old. You know, they're in the back of their mind thinking, okay, well, you know, the last time I bought a house, I did an inspection or my friend sold their house and they did an inspection and there was $10,000 worth of stuff, you know, on that inspection report. And I don't want to get stuck with an inspection report with $10,000 worth of stuff on it. And so in the back of their mind, they are concerned about that. And so there's ways that you could get around that and you want to address that in the very beginning. So you can say, hey, if you get into a situation and the buyer does an inspection and they're asking you to pay for repairs, I will reimburse you up to you know, $1,000 in repairs, or we can cap it in the offers that you'll only pay up to $1,000 in repairs and I'll split it with you. Or you can say, you know what? Don't worry about it, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. We're going to put in the offer that it's as is. If somebody wants to buy your house, they're getting it as is. We're not accepting any repairs, none at all. It's their baby. And a lot of people are doing that now and they can get away with it because it's a seller's market. Is it right? That's up to the buyer and the seller. You know, that's between them. If they agree to it, then it's right. You know, it's really what people are willing to agree to and what they're willing to do. And so if a buyer comes in and let's say this is a $300,000 house and they've looked at 10 other houses and they've put in multiple offers and they keep getting them declined, but, and they, they say, you know, we're not going to put the inspection in the offer because they, you know, they want to keep it clean. Right. But they go ahead and they do an inspection anyway. And then they find out that the HVAC unit is on its last leg and it's going to cost them $8,000 to replace it. And da, 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 da. They can't come back to the seller at that point and say, well, we need you to fix the HVAC before we close or we need a credit or blah, blah, blah. No, but people do it anyway. They still try to negotiate. They still try to after the fact because they're under contract at that point and they try to get out some other way. If it's as is, baby, it's as is. They can't, they can't get out of it in that respect. And so that gives a seller peace of mind knowing, okay, we're going to do this as is. And it doesn't matter what comes back on the inspection. They can do an inspection all day long they want. It's not going to matter because we sold it as is. So guys, if you like what you're hearing so far and you'd like to get more information on how you can get clients through a very proven system, how you can get buyers and sellers We're going to give you all the ad copy and all the images to attract these type of clients. We would love to show you how. It's about a 15-minute Zoom call with one of our team members. They're just going to get a little bit of information about you and your business and see if it's a good fit. If you would like to get on one of those calls, I want you to type right now in the comments, show me, and we'll have a member of our team reach out to you and set a time up to do that. Now, number six, offer tactics that will give the seller peace of mind and establish you as the expert. So I've already talked about this a little bit, but I'll go into a little more detail. Sellers are worried about not having a place to go. You can offer to add verbiage in all counter offers because they're going to get multiple offers. It doesn't matter you know, where they're at or what the house is, the condition of the house. They're going to get multiple offers. And so you're going to have to counter back with this verbiage. 
And basically it just says that, you know, well, we agree to accept your contract under the, you know, contingency, that's the key word, contingency that the seller finds suitable housing. And then you give a time frame. You can do 30 days, 60 days, you know, even put if you want to put 90 days in there. You get to that 60-day mark and they haven't found suitable housing. Well, you know, you have two choices. That buyer can say, forget it. I know we're under contract on this house, but forget you. We're going to go fight with, you know, a hundred other people on another house. What are they going to do? They're going to give you an extension. They're going to give the seller an extension to find a house. And so you can always do a rent back option as well. That's a little risky because what if they don't find something? You know, what if you do a rent back option and let's say you're doing a rent back option for 60 days. And for those of you who do not know what rent back means, it's similar to what I said earlier, date of deed plus 30 days. And so rent back means that you go ahead and close. So let's say you, you know, write up an offer today, you're closing on June the 30th, and you want to give your seller 60 days to find another place to live and to move. And so you're doing a rent back option. You're writing this up in the contract to state that they're, that the seller will close and it will now be the buyer's house, but the seller's going to rent back the house. They're going to rent the house. They're going to stay in it for 60 days and they're going to pay rent to the buyer. And now, you know, it doesn't matter that the seller maybe had lived there rent-free or, or mortgage-free rather for the last 10 years. Doesn't matter that the buyer only put 5% down and they're paying double what the seller paid for the house. I mean, that rent might be $2,000, you know? Uh, so it's a little bit, you know, it's not the ideal situation. It typically costs the seller more than it ever cost them to live in the house before. And then they still run the risk that they might be homeless at the end of 60 days or however many days you do the rent back. But if they have another property or maybe they're building a house, that is when this is a good scenario. And so if you would like the exact verbiage that we use for finding a home contingency, then I'd like you to type in the comments, home sell, and we'll get you that exact verbiage that you can put in your contracts and your counter offers to ensure that your seller is covered in that contingency situation. Now, obviously, we're not attorneys. This is the verbiage that we've used for 20 years in our contracts. It's worked every time. We've never had an issue. But if you want to be on the safe side and make sure that you're covered, always talk to an attorney on any verbiage that you add in your contracts. We will not be held liable if you use our verbiage. And for some reason, you know, there was a word or two that didn't quite jive with your area. Please verify everything that you get from us or anybody else when it comes to verbiage with your broker and or office attorney. Usually your brokerage has an attorney. Now, if you want the exact verbiage for the rent back option, same scenario, we're happy to share that. Just please run that by your broker and or your attorney for your brokerage. Number seven, give the seller something appealing to list with you. Um, this has been done for years. People giving vacation certificates, free home inspections, free appraisal, what else have I seen? Free home warranties. I've seen some weird stuff too, like uh, wine of the month club. I've never, I've, I haven't done all of these, but I've seen other agents do them. Some of them give furniture away. Some of them give away 
appliances, you know, I mean, I've had to basically give a washer and dryer away twice in my career, just to make deals happen because sellers took it with them or, you know, the buyer was going to use that money to buy a washer and dryer, but their closing cost was higher. And so sometimes as an agent, you do things like that to help them in the end, just to kind of push it through and get it done and help them. But I'm talking about doing this from the get-go on purpose. And so, you know, people love to go on vacation. Who doesn't want a free vacation? Now, you can't go out there and put this in your marketing materials. You know, somebody's going to, you know, complain or whatever, be jealous and start drama. You don't, you don't maybe not want to do that. But when you're sitting in front of the seller, you know, say, hey, do you like going on vacations? Oh, you do? Okay. Well, hey, you know, I can give you a vacation certificate. And you can take a free vacation if you close with me. It's just something that I do for my clients, a real nice thing. And there's actually a company out there where you can pay a monthly fee. It's not some huge fee either. I don't know what it is today. I think it was like 99 bucks a month is what I was paying for that. Um, but we don't offer this anymore. But this is this is something that can give you a competitive edge. It did work for a season for us. Um, and then it got to the point where, you know, we really didn't have to to do that anymore. But for those of you just starting out or, you know, you only get a couple listings a year and you want to increase your listings, then this is a great way to do that. I don't mind sharing that link with you guys to the company that offers this. Now, they, it's like a one-time fee of $199 plus your taxes and fees. I think it works out to be like 400 and some dollars and some odd change. And they do not, now this, catch this, they do not have to take a timeshare presentation. Absolutely not. They do not have to take a timeshare presentation. So you can pay to join this vacation club where you get, you can print as many certificates as you want. We used to do home buying webinars and we would just print off, you know, 20 or 30 of these certificates and give to people to come to the home buying seminars. And so you can pass these out like candy. We even used them for our personal vacation. So you just, you call the company, you got to do it a couple months out. You know, it's, it's ideal if you want to get a good choice of dates to do it a couple months out. You pay the $199 fee plus the taxes and boom, you got a one week paid vacation somewhere. And so you can offer to give this to the seller. Now you can choose to pay their fees or not. Don't write them a check. That's a violation of ethics. Just reduce your commission. That's all you have to do. Just reduce your commission so they net, you know, that extra 500 bucks that covers all their fees. That's all you have to do. And then it's up to them to call and pick a day and time. And then they just go. It doesn't cost them anything unless they have a flight. You're not, you know, don't pay for the flight, obviously, but you're basically paying for one week's day, you know, up to four people at a resort. And so this is a great little incentive that doesn't cost you a ton of money that can set you apart. Just reduce your commission by that amount. That's all you have to do. It's perfectly legal and ethical to reduce your commission. So the seller can net a little bit more to go do what they want. In this case, it's a vacation. You're giving them a vacation certificate. And you can write that monthly expense to the vacation certificate company off on your taxes as a business expense as well. Number eight, have a well thought out plan on how you are going to make their process smooth. It is your job to make the process as smooth as possible as a seller's agent. Every seller is stressed to some degree about selling their home. 
about packing, about moving, about doing repairs, looking at offers, getting a mortgage for their new home, moving day, closing, unpacking, any need that you can meet or ease their mind about is going to make it less stressful for them. Prepare a well thought out presentation that covers every aspect a seller may be concerned with and assure them that you are the best agent to help them with the process. We do offer listing presentations in our course that can be used in person or over Zoom. You simply plug in your info and the customer's info into our ready-made presentations and you'll look like a pro every time. Number nine, open house launch. If you are a buyer's agent, you are super annoyed by these by now, I'm sure. But if you're a seller's agent, you are silly for not doing these. These will get you so much more business. Sellers are typically, they're typically concerned with having to keep their home clean for showings and having to leave at a moment's notice. If they've got pets or children, they do not want to spend every day of their life cleaning and keeping a house show ready. It is a little nerve wracking. And so if you use an open house launch strategy, they only have to prepare their house once and leave their home for three to four hours. That's it. And then they sit back and look at all the offers that come in. Because what happens with an open house launch is you list it on the MLS a couple days before your open house. Some people are having them on Saturday. Some are having them on Sunday. Some are one to four. Some are 12 to four. Some are two to four. Obviously, you want to leave the time frame open as, as much as possible. But the people that are coming to the open house are not just your standard open house people. These aren't the people that just habitually drive around on Sunday from one to four looking at houses. Every single buyer that is on automation with their agent has already seen this MLS listing. It is sat out there for two to three days on the MLS and there it's getting the traffic already. And so your offers are coming from people that you would have gotten offers from irregardless of whether or not you did the open house. But in your verbiage, you're going to say not accepting offers until after the open house on Sunday at 4 p.m. Now, you better be prepared to be busy from Sunday at 4 p.m. till, you know, whenever you go to bed, you're going to get a lot of offers. And you can also put in there all offers to be received by, you know, 9 a.m. the following day or whatever to be presented at noon. Hey, this is your business. You can write it up however you want. You can list this house however you want. But go into your listing appointment and explain this strategy to your potential seller. Because if you're doing open house launches and nobody else is, or the other two agents that they interviewed are not, or they didn't mention it at least, now you're going to look pretty dang smart. You're going to, oh, wow, this agent's good. I want to use this agent. Because what else happens with an open house launch is you're building buzz. You're creating buzz. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, we got to go look at this house on the open house. And it is going to be slammed. And you're going to have cars back down the street. You know what it looks like if you've been out with buyers. And those agents, they've already wrote the offer. It's in hand. They're just waiting for the seller, you know, the buyer to go look at it and go, yep, submit it. And you're going to get blown up with offers. So if you tell the seller 
by doing an open house launch, it's going to create more buzz. It's going to bring in more buyers and it's going to jack that price up because when they come to the open house and they see all the cars back down the street, let's say you got it listed for $350 on the MLS and they were thinking, oh, you know, got a buyer. Oh, well, we'll offer $360. Somebody else's buyer's like, well, we'll go up to $375. Guess what just happened to that buyer's thought processes? Oh, oh my God. I love this house. I don't think we can get away with offering 360. And they go back and they crunch numbers and they look at their bank account and they call mama and daddy and anybody else that they know that's got money. Can you let me borrow 20,000? Can, you know, can I, can we afford to do a mortgage on 380? You know, now all of a sudden the price went up rather than doing standard showings where it's blocked off by 30 minutes or one hour. And when that buyer comes with their buyer's agent and they're the only one there, because they're blocked off from 12 to 1230 and the next showing isn't until one or whatever. They don't see all of those cars. They're not in the house elbow to shoulder with these people fight. Like literally I have seen fights, <laughs> not like knockdown drag out fights where the cops had to call, excuse me, I'm trying to look here. <laughs> There's tension, right? And they want the house. And so when you're on the selling side, you want this. Obviously, when you're on the buying side, you don't want this, obviously. But hang in there, guys. It's not going to be a seller's market forever. It will quickly flip at some point. But I'm talking about you being a listing agent, you being on the right side of the transaction where you know that you know that you know that you're going to close a deal and you're going to get paid and you're going to be able to feed your family and enjoy your life. These are the things that you have to do to get the listing. And so you may be thinking at these open house launches that this agent just, you know, they just want a higher commission, blah, blah, blah. No, they actually used it as a strategy to get the listing. And so they went into the listing appointment and pitched the strategy and set themselves apart from all the other agents. And that's why they got the listing. And now they have to do the open house launch. It's not that it's a preference of theirs. It was just a strategy that they used to get the listing. Now, number 10, combine one or more of these strategies. Truth be told, you're probably going to have to do at least two to get the listing because I'm not the only agent in the world that's done some of these things. And I, you know, I'm not the only broker that's teaching my agents to do this. There are tons of people out here doing these strategies and more, but these are my top 10 favorite. And so you're going to want to try to figure out your seller's personality. What are they more concerned about? Do they seem to be a number cruncher and they're trying to get as much money as they possibly can? You may need to use different strategies than the person that likes to go on vacation a lot. And so just so you know, we do include our PowerPoints from these trainings in our course for our students to go back and click through at their leisure. I do get that question a lot. We do reserve that only for our students, though. So if you like what you're hearing so far and you'd like to get more information on a client acquisition system that actually gives you all the ad copy and images to attract clients like this, sellers, people who are interested in doing business with you, then type in the comments, show me. And a member of our team will reach out to you, find out a good day and time for you to do a little 15-minute Zoom chat with another member of our team who's actually going to ask you questions about your business, where you're at, how long have you been in business, what did you make last year, what do you want to make this year, what's holding you back. 
What things are you doing now to get business? What's working and what's not? And see if we're a good fit. Because our job, we feel it is our duty to help agents nationwide to share our 20 plus years of industry knowledge and help agents just like you. We help hundreds of agents, hundreds of agents a year go to the next level in their business. And we would love to actually just have a little short, brief conversation with you. We're not going to try to sell you anything. It's just a 15 minute Zoom call. Now, before we end the training, I want to give you one more tip when it comes to working with sellers. Nesting syndrome. Have you heard of that before? Sellers, especially women, will not sell their current home until they know where they are going. If you can find their next home for them, especially off market, you will win the seller over 90% of the time. Ask questions to discover what they want and then go find it. Use creative methods if need be. We do teach many of these organic methods in our course to get these listings off market. And we're actually going to give you the exact ads and images on a silver platter. So finally, if you would like to get more information on a client acquisition system that gives you all the ad copy and all the images to attract sellers, comment, show me in the comments. And again, a member of our team will reach out. Low pressure. We're not trying to sell you anything. It's just a conversation, a 15-minute conversation to see if we can even help you, to see if it's a good fit. We don't accept everybody into the program, but we would like to at least have a conversation with you and to see if you're a good fit. So guys, thank you for watching. I hope that you have every success imaginable and you crush your 2021 financial goals. We're here to help you. Thank you for watching and I hope you have a very blessed day and look forward to next time. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to the Modern Digital Agent Podcast. We hope this episode was insightful and helps you become a well-oiled real estate marketing machine. If you're looking to become a modern digital agent, don't forget to check out our training platform at moderndigitalagent.com. Until next time, be safe and remember you're only one system away.